0: From Sandwich Community TV, I'm Manx Taiki Magyar, and this is Blindside, the entire audio interviews that I've cut to make my short-form video documentaries. During 2017, I met John Carafoli who is a local food author on the Cape. He was making a new book called Cape Cod Food Finds and Needed Help With Photography. So I joined him on his journey and took a lot of photos around all over Cape Cod, exploring many different restaurants probably one of the coolest experiences in my life to take photos of food and then eat the food after. On, upon release of the book, I decided to interview him and talk about his career as a food author, as a food stylist, and just living on Cape Cod.
1: Are you rolling? No. Okay. Um, my name is John Francis Carafoli. I was born in Hyannis, Massachusetts many years ago. <laughs> I lived with my grandmother and grandfather, and my t- my aunt, my mother and father. We had, they all spoke Italian. Um, years later, I moved. I packed a bag and moved to Chicago. Um, I was about 20 years old. I my first job was with the University of Chicago Press as a designer. I had studied at the School of the Museum of Fine Arts before this, of course. The, whatever. And um, then I went on to work at different places in Chicago as a designer. I worked for magazines as art directors and I kept going up trying to find interesting stuff that I love working on. I was hired by Arthur Paul, of who just passed away. He was the art director of Playboy magazine. And that was an interesting time for me. Then, years later, I came back to Boston. um, And I started writing for the Boston Globe. Um, I didn't even know I could write. And uh, so that was a challenge. And then one thing... How did
0: you get that? Do you just apply for a job or...?
1: No, I I presented them a program. I, I presented them an article. I had studied with Madeline Kamen for a year. Um, nights while going to the job which I hated. And um, that was really difficult And because I was going through a divorce at the time. Then my life started to change and I started writing for the Cape Cod Times. Um, I started doing articles for the Oxford Symposium on Food and Cookery. Um, I went over there twice. Um, Each year they have a topic, and my first topic was, their their first topic was um, food and memory. So that started my process of writing my Italian book, which came out a year ago. And um, my life just keeps evolving. I'm writing, I'm styling, and having a good life on Cape Cod. (laughs) Are we all?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So can you talk about the um, the act of we'll just be the the food on Cape Cod and writing about the food on Cape Cod because I I think sometimes people think of Cape Cod as a very uh, non you know cuisine centric place.
1: Um, I find that Cape Cod is a very difficult place for chefs and restaurants. It's very seasonal. Seasonal. It goes from probably May to October or not even into op- to October so as far as using local ingredients there's a short span of when they can use them so it's, it's really difficult for them to continue through the winter months because basically as we all know the, sh- the cape kind of shuts down in the winter and you're here sort of you have to be creative in a lot of different ways in order to live on Cape Cod. I think that's part of the part of living here and you make choices. I lived in Chicago, I lived in New York and coming to Cape Cod has been a challenge for me at times. I can't just pick up the phone and say, hey, let's go to lunch, you know, like I did with all my friends in Chicago or New York. It's a very different climate. So I feel that I'm a little more isolated here. And it's, in a sense, it's very good for me because I can do my creative work here. And, And anybody that does creative work has to be separate from a lot of Distractions.
0: Right. So, how about, how about writing about the food then? How's, how's that for you, as far as?
1: I always find something that really interests me. If I can't, if I, if it doesn't interest me, I'm not going to do it. Um,
0: What's
1: going John? <laughs> uh, let's see. Usually, I start off with a concept. And I think of the visual thing. Sometimes I think of it as a visual thing first. For instance, if I have an idea about writing about a restaurant, writing about a person, I have to have a hook. I spent, uh, last month, I spent uh, several weeks in Bologna. And I've also spent a couple of months there at a time. And I feel it's my second home. I could live there. Um, I, while I was there, I found many recipes. I had the chefs give me re- several. Re- if I was in a restaurant, I liked a recipe. I'd go into the back and say I'd talk to the chef, and I would talk part of in Italian, and I would get the recipe. They would write it in Italian. I have pictures of them writing it. Now I'm developing four recipes for ricotta torta a torta is a cake. So I'm playing with that. I'm playing with doing an article for Edible Cape Cod um, on four restaurants with their summer menu and I'm trying to build a a a menu around the four recipes Um, so that's where I'm at with that but I have many ideas for other Concepts and thinking about writing about food, but it has to turn me on, or I just don't do it. I don't want to do commercial things like I did with as a food stylist. Um, we hadn't talked about that, but uh, <laughs> for many years I was a food stylist, and I and I still do style food today. Um, but I'm not doing. I'm only picking clients that. Uh, Turn me on uh, visually with the food. Um, I worked many years for Dunkin' Donuts. That's not the kind of food I want to. See. That's very technical. If I can do free of food, casual, real food, that's what I want to do from now on.
0: Um, you said something earlier about uh, when you first wrote that article. I think when you were working in Boston about the uh, the way that. When you write about food, it works as kind of like an archive, or like holding food and memory together. And and then you said that also about when you talk about recipes, because I thought it was interesting how you always collect recipes from chefs, but it's like stealing. But you look at it as. No, more it's not as stealing. A, no, I know, but you look I at get as, their permission right, before right, right, I do okay. it. Yeah, not exactly stealing, but that's I think that's what a common person without knowing it, but you look at it as more as like a, uh, like a a piece out of time, you know, in that moment, this is what these people use for ingredients or something like that. Can you talk about that? The idea of that food writing is like, um, uh, I, I don't know. It, you, you put it better before, but talking about how food writing is a sense of like capturing the moment and time and place of, something. especially with all the books you've made, you know, the Italian book and now this, this one that you just come out. Um, it's kind of a lot, but you know, I you know, don't, I don't, you just, said, you just said it like a little bit ago, about how like capturing food and memories.
1: Food and memory, yeah. but the food and memory had to do with um, a paper that I wrote, which had to do with my childhood and my upbringing in a small Italian village on Cape Cod. And how I learned to cook from the women in the town, because my mother died at 11, and I was left out there in the universe so I would collect the recipes and ideas and come home and cook them for my brother and Graham and my aunt Um, so the name of my topic was amicord the flavor of buried memories and amicord is a I record. I record. Record in Italian, and it's a came from a Fellini movie. As a matter of fact, the word the word amicord. You're gonna edit this, right? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No worries there. No, as far as. Um,
0: but I thought it was interesting because I never even thought about that. And that well, it kind of pertain Well, that that Italian book was that point in your life, and, and taking from other people's histories and recipes are. are history books in a way, you know, learning about the, the people and the, the cultures right. and stuff like that. And same with the, the book. I mean, kind of just tying that back into what you do now, as far as even what you do in Bologna or what you do on Cape Cod, collecting the recipes.
1: Right. And um, the ones in Italy I have are written in Italian, so I have to. And the uh, the important thing about doing something like that, recipes in Italian, I'm working on a the cheesecake which calls for a certain kind of cheese which is very difficult to get in this country so we have to adapt and and do something um, completely but in keeping in the Italian style of developing the recipe the technique and everything can be the same but I'm not some of the times I can't get the ingredients the same ingredients that they have over there here and this goes back to when the Italians came to this country and they adapted to ingredients in this country for instance meatballs and spaghetti you will not, that, that is on the cover of my book you'll probably not get meatballs and spaghetti like the cover of my book due to the fact that this is typically Italian American.
0: Because it's it's Italian food that adjusted. Time with time and in the location too, which is what's interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, and then let's talk about um, this book in particular. This is the book that just came out. As far as promoting that far. Mm-hmm. you have it right behind you. I But talking about talk about your process when you made this.
1: The process that I made this, I, my editor contacted me and asked if I would do this book. I had done Cape Cod Chef's Table before this, and it was a good seller. It was a hardbound. I had done Cape Cod Chef's Table before this book. It was hardbound, it had beautiful photos, and they asked me to do. A paperback version, it's more of a guide to restaurants in different places on the Cape. And I was fortunate to find, I went to farmer's markets, I went to um, e and farms who grow shrimp. And they're places that people would not ordinarily know about. And that's what I wanted this to book to be. And I included many new restaurants and some of the older restaurants that are Trude and Try on the Cape. Mostly the high-end ones that are still around today. And a couple of places aren't here today that are in this book. But this was over a year and a half ago I did this book. I shouldn't say that. Cut that. Yeah, I won't put that. No, cut it. Cut it. (laughs) Next. So, um, my journey through food, through the world of food, started when I was a child. Um, And that's how the Italian book evolved, basically. Because what I did was go to places that had a similar experience as an Italian American. I have my citizenship and when I go to Italy I use it over there. I can't I fly out on American and use the Italian over there and it makes a big difference. So that's fun and everybody said, "Well, why do you wa- why do you want it?" I said, "I want it because I can have it and I want it." That basically that's the answer. So that's how I got my Italian citizenship and I'm able to use it over there and I speak a little Italian and it's been molto difficile but I get through.
0: <laughs> well then how about your other book, the, uh, the Italian book that you made? about like per- making that because I'm sure that speaks a lot with a lot more emotion, you know? About recovering your old past and putting it into your present day, you know, as far as revisiting old families, and, and I'm sure you, you've gotten a lot of great support when you made it. Because I, I was at one of your talks at the Sandwich Public Library, and there was lots of women that lived there during that time. You know?
1: They were. I mean, yeah, there's very few left right now. There was one sitting... Um, John, would you shut the... It creaks. Okay, let me get some water now. Well, if it was you. Well, <laughs> Goodbye. This is the center of our house.
0: What time or will you be home? Over. Sevenish. No apples?
1: There should be. In this, the first drawer. There. Oh, no,
0: no. okay. John Paul. My, you know, Paula Johnson saw the concert. Yeah. And she loved it. Oh, that's great! She's I'm so glad. She's, she and I had a little rough history, but She's that sets it <laughs> up. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's a little music camp so. Have fun. So, yeah. But um, yeah, it's talking about you know that must have been an emotional journey making that book as far as.
1: Um, um it was. Um, in that book I wasn't, I was ready to talk about my past and then it was very interesting because I had, I talked to other people and their pasts weren't similar but they had an ex- some sort of an experience in their life. That brought them to food, mm-hmm. and I think that food brings people together. It has a myriad of things it does. It brings relationships together. It changes moods. Um, it celebrates. It does a lot of things, and um, it's for me. It's it's a creative process now when I cook. Um, and everybody said, because I was a food stylist, does your food always do you always style your food? I said, well, yes, I make it look natural and I present it in a certain way because my background is design art, and I think in order to be a good food stylist, you have to know food and um, the techniques and what goes into it, and a, a lot of food stylists nowadays do not know enough about food and they're not they don't think visually because you have to think visually as a a food stylist because it's an art form and I wrote the first book on on the subject and at that time 20 years ago um, I was told why did you do this you're blowing the secrets I said there are no secrets it's practical it's practical. Um, so that's part of my life. <laughs>
0: so seeing, I mean, obviously, the trajectory of your life has changed a lot. How about now, and then looking forward? What, what, what do you think? Kind of is out there that you want to do, you know, pursue. Would
1: I'm doing what I want to do. I've always done what I wanted to do. <laughs> For instance, when I was, I'd go for a job interview in, in Chicago, they'd say, well, could you do a sample for us? I said, no, 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 I don't do samples. I don't do samples. You either hire me or not. And I always get hired. And um, you just have to take what's in front of you and make it work for you and have the confidence to get out there and have it work for you. I didn't know I could write. I mean, all of a sudden, it came out. Um, I have can't spell at times, but I have somebody check my my work. And but it's the ideas and the concepts that I get involved. I love to to create.
0: And do you think Cape Cod, as a, as a food culture, inspires that continually, or do you, For me, yeah. You no, know, this book. It's like seeing new stuff come into play, just like ENT farms or just other things that's happening because. Think the landscape is changing
1: on Cape? Well, that was a part of the process with this book. I did get involved. I wanted to be a little special. I wanted people to know of out of the way places. Um, And like when I'm writing for Edible Cape Cod, I find chefs and places that are doing something a little different because this is the way I think. I think. Creatively about the process, what other people are processing. If I find something interesting, um, I'll go and interview them. And if I, if I feel comfortable about what they're doing, I'll write about it. If I don't, I won't. They have to have just as much passion about food and their product and what they're what they're producing as I do. So if that if there's not a good simpático, forget it.
0: And so, have you had that experiences with uh, chefs on cape? A lot of them? But they, they just don't have that drive that you've seen it throughout your life? I
1: think a lot of them, um, no, I don't know. Um,
0: well, what, but have you seen some that do, though? I guess that's more important. That have that some
1: place Some places are tired. Um, and they they've been around so long that they continue doing the, the same thing over and over and over. Sometimes it can be good. For instance, if you go to um, a restaurant in Italy, for instance, you will always find, I've gone back to several of the restaurants. I've, for years I've been going to Italy. I've gone back to some of my favorite places, smaller places, the food is still consistent. The waiters, some of the waiters are still there. Because in this country, waiters in Italy, that's their profession. There aren't any, I mean, we have waiters here in the Cape that are students coming in just for the summer and then they leave. That is not a professional. I mean, they can be professional, but usually they're not. And they're just doing it as a job. And some of the chefs do these things just as a job. And it shows in their their cooking. So um, that's just the way it is on Cape Cod. I mean, it's, like, it's probably like this everywhere. But I see more of it here because I live here. right? And I write about food. So.
0: And you're in it. You're not just, you're not just going to eat these places. You're, no. You're talking to them. You're interviewing them. Right. You're, you're really behind the scenes. Um, OK. Yeah, do you have any, any kind of final statements that you want to make? as far as who you are, what you're about,
1: and <laughs> then... <Just laughs> who exact, I am exact and exact what, what I'm about. Yeah. I'm a creative person living on Cape Cod, having fun. I own a, an 1820s farmhouse. We have chickens. I have an orchard in the back. My house is styled in the way a... An Italian country farmhouse would be. Um, I have fruit trees, I have fig trees that I grow on the deck in the summer, I wrap them in the winter, and put them in the barn, then I bring them out and they produce these fabulous figs. Um, I love cooking with all of the summer ingredients now year-round. I dug dandelions in my garden before the in the yard. We don't fertilize anything, but dandelions is what my grandmother used to do. She used to get these little dandelions and they ha- they need to be washed. That's before they flower and then I wash them and throw them into a salad with bo- a boiled egg, chopped boiled egg, olive oil and vinegar. It is the best thing.
0: John continues to live in West Barnsville with his partner also named John and it continues to write and style food and contributes for different publications around the area. Blindside is a Sandwich Community TV podcast. Subscribe to us on your favorite platform or visit us directly at www.sandwichcommunitytv.org so you can stay up to date with all the newest content. Thanks for listening.